Canadians have a lot on their minds these days. Inflation, taxes, foreign interference, the list goes on and on. So does an issue like defense spending even make the list of your concerns? Well, that's the problem with it, right? Even though we know Canada is not living up to its commitments for defense spending, both at home and with our allies, there really is little political incentive for any government to spend more or make a commitment to spend more. But is there a way to convince us otherwise? Well, Dr. Eric Van Rijthoven is a professor of political science at Carleton University and joins us now to talk about that. Good morning. Good morning. So is there a way to convince us otherwise? I think it would be really difficult to do so without understanding why Canadians are so skeptical of actually increasing defense spending. Can I give a little bit of context first? Oh, sure. Go right ahead. So just a bit of context, when we talk about increasing defense spending in Canada, we're usually talking about trying to meet the NATO target of spending 2% of GDP on defense. Last year, we spent about 1.4% of GDP, but we are still very well below that 2% threshold. An important reason why, as you just mentioned, is that Canadians simply have other priorities, right? Inflation, housing, the cost of living, health care, all of those things rank much higher. But another really important part of the story is that Canadians have very legitimate and good reasons to be skeptical of increased defense spending. Can I mention just three very quickly? Yes. I love okay. that you asked. First of all, I love you asked for permission. But yes, please go ahead. Explain it to us. <laughs> Well, it's your show, so I just want to make sure that you're running it. Um, The first one is that in the last two decades, Canadians have seen a variety of defense and security figures who just dramatically exaggerate threats well beyond any reasonability. So we are told that Afghanistan was vital to fighting terrorism. It wasn't that Iraq had WMDs. They did it. And that fighting ISIS was going to be the greatest struggle of our generation. And that's not even close. And when these claims are revealed to be a bit suspect. Well, the Canadian public is going to be understandably skeptical. Second, I think the memory of Afghanistan still looms large for many Canadians, and Afghanistan is a bitter memory, especially considering the blood and treasure we spent there and how little we have to show for it. And I think the lesson learned for a generation of Canadians is that there really are limits to contributing to NATO simply to appear as a good ally, because that's what we were doing in Afghanistan trying to be a good ally. Finally, I think there's a disturbing lack of accountability over defense and security failures. So if you think about the mission in Afghanistan, there's been no public inquiry. There's been no public commission. We haven't even had a national dialogue on what went wrong and how we should do better. Now, add to that a series of really cringeworthy procurement failures. And what is frankly, disgraceful sexual misconduct in the military. And I think Canadians can rightfully ask, is this a system I want to pump more money into? And for many, the answer is no. So does it take a political party or somebody to come along and make the, the case to Canadians that here's why we should care? I think, I think you need to change the way that we talk about defense spending. I think the usual tact of people in the defense community, and this sometimes includes the media as well, is to admonish Canadians. It's to say, oh, Canadians, they're complacent. Canadians are ignorant. Canadians are free riders. And that they need to understand that the world is dangerous and we need to spend more. But I think instead of doing all of that, which we've been doing for the last 20 years, 
I think we need political leadership that speaks candidly to the concerns and skepticism of Canadians. And it means there needs to be real and meaningful progress on transparency and accountability at all levels. So how do we take those steps? Well, I think we need political leadership, initiative, innovation, and creativity at the highest levels. I think we can also see it in government. So, for example, when there is something like a major procurement failure, say, at the Department of National Defense, the department needs to proactively tell us when, what went wrong and how they're going to do better, rather than just letting it drip out as some kind of scandal or controversy that the media is going to pick up. More generally, I think, I think there's a belief amongst many policymakers and many politicians that if you just don't talk about bad things, they'll go away. But that's not how the world often works. And every time the government tries to maintain silence about something, silence, say, about failures in Afghanistan, it makes people more skeptical about something being hidden and that there's no real change on the way. So we do need to see that initiative taken at the highest level. I think you make an excellent point here. I think growing up, I remember that if if we had been asked what Canada's military purpose was, that we would have said we were peacekeepers. Right. That, that was our mission. That was why we did it. That seems to have been lost along the way. Well, I think I think we do need to have a national conversation about what is the purpose of our military. And I think that right now there are two openings, not to say that these are the only things the Canadian military should be doing, but there are two openings where there is a great deal of national agreement, which is important in a time of high polarization. The first is in supporting Ukraine and its war against Russian genocide. It is surprising in the polarized environment we live in just how many Canadians support Canadian government giving aid and arms to Ukraine. I think the other increasing role that we'll see for the Canadian Armed Forces in the future that has lots of national buy-in, lots of national support, is in responding to natural disasters and helping Canadians who are under threat. And maybe some of your listeners in BC remember the support of the Canadian forces in the last several years as they suffered through some really serious natural disasters. So I think that's another front that we can build very broad-based public agreement. Okay, so that all of this... Dr. Van Rijthoven, has to be undertaken, right, by a government or people in charge to say, we are going to improve Canada's relationship with how we look at the military. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I I think the that. Canadian military does need a, an image improvement. It has been a very, very rough couple of years, especially with successive sexual misconduct cases. People need to start thinking about very hard how they can improve the military's, frankly, tarnished image and that has to come from the top. Do you see any desire or willingness to do that? I see a government that has a lot on its plate and unfortunately right now I see the cost of living crisis as being the central priority of almost every political party. So that's what makes things so difficult. They're just juggling so many issues right now. There's not a lot of bandwidth to think about defense spending. And so do you feel that that's going to continue? Because even with that report that came out, that leaked information about Canada not meeting its NATO targets and NATO allies not being happy about that, it didn't really seem to gain a lot of traction, did it? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think it didn't gain a lot of traction and it shouldn't gain a lot of traction because we need to stop thinking about defense in terms of meeting arbitrary targets like spending 2% of GDP on uh, on defense. And we need to start thinking about what is the Canadian Armed Forces actually for? What is all of this defense spending for? And actually justifying to the Canadian public why this spending is a good idea rather than simply being browbeaten into trying to reach this 2% goal. So interesting. Thank you so much for your time on that this morning. Thank you. Really appreciate that. That's Dr. Eric Van Rijthoven, who's a professor of political science at Carleton University, talking about our kind of awkward relationship, Canadians, and how we feel about defense spending. If you want to weigh in, see me at cknw.com.